Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live.
God, the Lord bless you, children of God. We greet each of you once again in the mighty and glorious name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming King. This is the day he has made. God wants a little praise from you and I for the great things that he has done. We didn't make today. We didn't wake ourselves up. We didn't give ourselves air to breathe, but it was the Lord who did all these things for us. God just wants a little praise, wants a little love, wants a little obedience that we might have an abundant life. Understand this, child of God. God wants to give you and I an abundant life, but he has also got 
some things in place that, that you and I must do in order to get it. You know, God is not a hard taskmaster. You know, he's He's not asking us for anything that is beyond our ability to to give. Or nor is he asking for anything from us that we shouldn't give. Whatever God asks you to give, that's your reasonable service. You, you're not, it's not too much, whether it's contribution to the work of God, whether it's a life of service to him. That's not too much. God said, I'm the one that made you. I'm the one that gave you life in the first place. God said you wouldn't even be if it wasn't for me. Well, so what's the problem? So God is never asking you and I, children of God, for too much, but he's asking us for our reasonable service. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled With God, With God. We thank God for the revelation that with God all things are possible. You know, I can do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthens me. We, we thank God for that uh, revelation, that understanding. But we also thank God today that he has specified and he has let us to know some of the, some of the specifics. I mean, we can, we can go on with this particular topic for, for a good solid month and still not adequately cover all the things that uh, you and I can do with God, but we thank him for the few little things that he has shared with us. We looked at capital A, how the great people will see it. Genesis 21, 22, Genesis 39 and 3, capital B, good leaders. We'll become good leaders with God. Exodus 19, 17, Hebrews 13, 17. Capital C, strength will be provided. For whatever it is that God has set your hands to do or whatever it is God wants you to do, He'll provide you strength with him. First Peter 4 and 11, Deuteronomy 8, 17, capital D. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. There'll be a revelation for us that Christ is our power source. That's why the Bible tells us I can do all things through Christ, through Jesus Christ, which strengthened me. He's our power source. He's the wisdom of God, Christ. The power and the wisdom of God. First uh, Corinthians one twenty four, Romans one sixteen, and then capital E. You always got an option. Uh, capital E or without God. The topic is with God. Capital E or without God. So now we're going to see. Just take a look at one or two things. If we choose uh, to try to operate without God, Numbers chapter fourteen and verse. 34, Numbers chapter 14, verse 34. God said to the people, for 40 years, one year for each of the 40 days you explored the land, you will suffer for your sins and know what it is like to have me against you, capital E, or without God. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you again, Father, for another beautiful day. Thank you for an opportunity to worship you, to praise you, to appreciate you, Father, for who you are and what you do. You have been good to us, Father. You blessed us with peace, prosperity. You have led and guided us for your namesake. We give you all glory, honor, and praise, Father, as we study today. 
like the Berean Christians who search the scriptures every day to see if the things Paul said were true. We ask, Father, that you will open our eyes to revelations, insights, knowledges that we had not seen before. Show us something, Father. Tweak us today that we may be more like you, just as an engineer or a mechanic tweaks engines and tweaks those things that they are working on to get them in perfect working order. We are asking today, Father, you tweak us today. Get us in, help to get us in in perfect working order that we may uh, do the things that are more pleasing in your eyesight. Forgive us again, Father, of our sins and iniquities as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Father, as you do these things for us, we will be very careful to give your name all glory, all honor, and all praise. This is our prayer. We count done in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. God said, all right, y'all. Numbers chapter 14, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Favorite because it has a lot of instruction in it for what we are not to do. See, as I've shared with you all a number of times, everybody can teach you one of two things, either what to do or what not to do. You know, something is wrong with you if you look at somebody that has made a mess of something and you jump right out there and you follow back. You know, let's say your father was never around in your life or he was a drunk, in and out of jail, uh, beat your mama, kicked the cat, uh, spent all his money up in liquor and drugs and different things. You ought to thank God. You see some of you all in therapy behind that kind of stuff. Oh, daddy was so terrible. He didn't love me. You ought to thank God. Say, Apostle, why? Why? Because daddy has just given me a clear picture of what, what not to do. He get one of the things he's saying, he gave me the template of what not to do. He has given me a perfect template of how not to be a father. You ought to thank God. The Bible says give thanks in all things. Lord, I thank you. For that, you just say, Mama didn't care about you. She put When you were born, she put you in the trash dumpster, tried to get you away. She on crack cocaine up down the street, up and down the street. Thank God for Mama. You say, Apostle, come on now. What are you talking about? Thank God she has showed you, baby, just how not to be a woman. You ought to thank God. Everybody can show you and teach you one of, one of two things. Either what to do or what not to do. You say, Pastor, where are you driving at now? Where are you going with this? Numbers chapter 14 is, is the template. One of the things she said is a template of what not to do when God is blessing you real good and when God has been good to you and when God has done all sorts of wonderful things for you. The Bible says in Numbers chapter 14, verse 1, that night the people of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly, said to them, If only we had died in Egypt or in this desert. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children would be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, We should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. 
Look like sound about like the birth of democracy to me. But here is a bunch of stuff that you and I'm not even gonna go. I'm not even gonna go. I could break it down. God could have me break this and break it down real well. This is a bunch of stuff you don't need to be saying either out your mouth or in your heart concerning God when He has been good to you. This is a but this this paragraph here was of such a magnitude that it caused Moses and Aaron to fall face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly. In other words, to immediately start praying. Why? Because God was getting ready to kill everybody. God was getting ready to go on a natural-born killing spree and kill everybody that had said this kind of nonsense. Now, people just kept talking. Some of you all understand my voice. You just keep right on talking. And the people talked themselves into their own punishment for the most part. They talked themselves right on into the very punishment that God was going to administer. Oh, man, how many times you, I, I've been in the street joking, talking, getting ready to fight or something, joking, be hollering, hit me, hit me, and a joker haul off and bust him right in his mouth. Bah! Yeah, hit me, hit me. Well, you say, Apostle, what's driving that? God listened to him. God wanted to go on and kill everybody. He wanted to go on and kill and spree. But Moses fell face down and was praying and asking God not to, not to. But then the Lord said to Moses, go to uh, Numbers 14, 26. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, how long will this wicked community grumble against me? Now, you say, Apostle, what's important to that? Now, immediately the Lord is stopping me on that, and God is saying, Robert, you need to let my people know that there's only a certain amount of time that I'm going to take their nonsense. There's only, God says, only a certain amount of time that I'm going to listen to their nonsense. It's only how long? Moses, God asked the question to Moses. Well, Moses didn't know, but God knew. The Lord said to Moses and Abraham, how long? How long you think I'm going to put up with this nonsense right here? How long do you think I'm going to take? God is asking that same question to some of his prophets and some of his apostles today. I, and some of us are asking the same question right back to the Lord. Lord, how long are you going to put up with this nonsense we keep doing in the United States? Men marrying men, women marrying women. You know, folk don't want to thank you, want to try to separate, don't want to give you, don't want to use your name in prayer in public gatherings. Lord, how long are you going to put up with this nonsense we're doing? Sometimes you got God's prophets asking God how long he's going to put up with the nonsense. You got God asking his prophets how long. Everybody asking God and his prophets sitting back and forth in discussion. How long? How long? God, like, how long I'm going to put up with this nonsense? And the prophets asking God, Lord, how long are you going to put up with this nonsense? Because God said, look, it's a set time. It's a set time. God said, what I do is I shut you down. I shut you down. At the, God said, look, at the appointed time, I'm going to shut it all down, Robert. You don't, don't listen. You don't have to you don't have to be distressed. You don't have to be like some of the prophets of old who have complained. Jeremiah complained. You know, various other prophets complained to the wickedness and the craziness they saw on that day. God said, look, don't worry. I'm a, God said, at the point in time, I'm going to shut it down. And it won't be nothing that people can do about it. See, this is why you want to try to get right while you got a chance to get right. Because when God get in shutdown mode, See, then there ain't nothing you can do. Then you'll be wondering, what, why, where did all of this come from? Why is this happening? Now is the time. God said, how long? How long now? Because God said, I know. I know. God said, I know. I'm asking this question. But God said, I know exactly how long. 
will this wicked community grumble against me? God said, I have heard the complaints of these grumbling Israelites. God said to Moses and Abraham, so tell them, as surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very things I heard you say. Mm. Some of you understand my voice. You don't even realize your marriage is tore up because God heard you say it. Some of you all don't even realize that your health is all messed up because God heard you say it. Some of you don't even realize your financial situation is messed up because God heard you say it. God says, I'm going to do to these Israelites the what? The very things I heard you say. God said, I heard you say it. You, you wondering where I got this from? God said, you wondering why I'm going off like this? I heard you say it. God said, you're wondering why you ain't blessed. I heard you say that you won't bless. I, God said, I heard you say if it weren't for bad uh, luck, you wouldn't have any luck at all. God said, I heard you say it. God said, I heard you say it. I heard you. Won't for bad luck. I wouldn't have any luck at all. God said, all righty then, and that's what you have. I heard you say it. So you say, Apostle, what, what are you encouraging us to do? Speak life. Speak speak where you want God to take you, not where you don't. Speak. Oh man, when I get my job, man, when I get my when I get my job, I'm gonna be man. Oh man, when when, when I get my when I get my health back, man, I'm gonna mm -hmm, mm -hmm. speak where you want God to take you. Keep speaking it. Keep believing. Not, uh, uh not where you don't want God to take it. Uh, uh God, I don't want you to take me back to Egypt. Lord, I don't want you to take me. I don't want you to. I don't want you to uh, let me fall by the sword. I don't want my children to be taken as plunder. Uh, 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 uh. Speak what you want God to do. Speak where you want God to take you. So God don't have to hear you talking nonsense and do just that to you. That's okay. Okay. All righty then. I will do. So tell them, as surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very things I heard you say. Now, let me show you what some of you all have done out there on the side of my voice. You have talked your life into a mess. God, you don't talked it. God heard it and did it. And then after God finished doing it, you want to rebuke the devil. I have rebuked Satan. And then Satan ain't had nothing to do with it. It was you running your mouth. God heard it, and God did it. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you were running your mouth in the positive. God heard it. God did it. And now you got prosperous, abundant life. You're blessed. You, you talked it. You talked it up. You talked it up. Out of the, the tongue has the power of life and death. You can speak life into your own life. This is why the word of God is so important as parents, as, a, as, 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 as a church leaders. Why you all think I'm speaking God's word to you every single day, a couple times a day on most days? Why? Because I, God has given me the mandate to speak life into your life. The word, Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. 
We want to speak life, speak life, speak life until we have life. Over and over again, speak life, speak life, speak life till we have life. Speak blessings, speak blessings, speak blessings till we have blessings. Speak good, speak good, speak good till we have good. Speak encourage, encourage until we're encouraged. That's why God keep on speaking to us every day for us to have life. Now, you mess around and undo the process, keep talking craziness. And God said, all right, then I'll do that then. Since you didn't want me to give you life, God said, oh, okay, since you didn't, you didn't want to give me, you, you didn't want freedom. God said, God said, now, oh, man, this is strong. I, Lord, I've been preaching this about 30 plus years, and the Lord ain't never showed me this. Since you like bondage so much, you're talking about going back to Egypt, God said, no, I ain't going to let you go back to Egypt. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep you right here in bondage in this wilderness. Mm. So now your wilderness which was supposed to be a temporary place, that, a place that you were just supposed to pass through after a, a, a few days, now it will, be your, it will be your prisoner for 40 years. One day for each of the what? For each of the 40 days that you examine the land. I will do in this desert, your bodies will fall. Every one of you, 20 years old or more, who was counted in the census, and who grumbled against me. Not one of you will enter the land I swore with uplifted hand to make your home, except Caleb, son of Jeff, uh, Jephunneh, and Joshua, son of Nun. Why? These men had a different spirit. If you want different things from God, you've got to have a different spirit than most. You want different things in your family as a father, then you've got to have a, you've got to have a different spirit than most. You want different things out of your church as a pastor, then you've got to have a different spirit than most. Joshua and Caleb were not like the normal. They won't like the normal spies. They won't like all the other spies. They were, they were preaching a whole different message. My prayer is that here at the Christian Center, we're preaching a whole different message than what you're used to. Why? Because we want some different blessings. We, we want to enter our promised land. We don't want to just, we don't want to be bound by our wildernesses. We don't want our wildernesses to be, we don't want our wildernesses to be a, a, a prison for us. Mm -mm. No, 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 Lord. You, you say you got some great stuff for me. You got some great stuff for us. Lord, show me how to get it. We're going to be, we're going to be just crazy enough to believe you. Giants in the land don't make no difference. You said it's ours. Fortified cities don't make no difference. You said it's ours. Joshua and Caleb, what did they do? They believed that with God all things were possible. What are we talking about? What's God got us talking about? With God. Joshua and Caleb said, look, all that stuff we can see. Joshua and Caleb said, look, we're not walking by sight around here. At least not the sight, not normal sight. Because Joshua and Caleb said, hold up, wait, 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 wait. You do realize that this God that we serve opened up the Red Sea so to get us into this wilderness. You do realize this God that we serve killed the firstborn in all of Egypt. You do realize this. 
same God that we serve rained down so many plagues on the nation, on, on Egyptians, that they had to turn us loose, and now we're going to get out here and start talking crazy? Wait, Joshua and Caleb said, no, not us. Not us. Joshua and Caleb said, look, this God has done too much for us, for us to get out here and start talking crazy now. I, I pray for you out there on the sound of my voice, that if you don't have a revelation, that God has been too good and done too much for you and me for us to get out here and start talking crazy. You mean to tell me that this God who blessed you with that good job, now you're going to get on a good job and start talking crazy? This God who blessed you with the nice house, with the nice car, now you're going to get out here with the nice house, nice car, and, and, and start talking crazy? I was watching uh, on uh, one of the uh, sport news shows late last night. They were talking about uh, one professional football player, and he had, he's been getting in a lot of trouble. Young quarterback. Everybody thought he was had so much potential and was thought he was going to do such a good job, but he's been getting into trouble, doing a lot of stupid stuff, run down to Las Vegas with a wig on and some dark glasses, try to disguise himself. Then his latest escapades, he got caught up driving a car with expired tags, according to the news. And um, they had another very notable athlete who had his marketing company had uh, connected with this young this young quarterback, and he went on record today, news cameras, everybody all around him saying that, you know, my marketing company will no longer represent this young man. Because of the foolishness, the nonsense, this, in other words, this, this, this high-profile, very high-profile athlete, Say we we're not gonna be we're not gonna be uh representing him, my marketing company, we're not gonna be connected with him any longer. Why? Foolishness. Foolishness. Foolishness will stop your blessings and my blessings like nothing else. Like no other like no other power. Foolishness can almost stop your blessings from God faster than God. Foolishness. Foolishness. Joshua and Caleb said, this is foolishness here. For 40 years, going down to verse 34, let's get ready to close this. For 40 years, one year for each of the 40 days you explored the land. It wasn't that God was upset with the Israelites for exploring the land. The problem God had was that after the exploration, they come back not believing what he had said about the land. God don't mind you checking out what he said he's going to give to you. But don't you check it out to the place where you come back and now you don't believe that you're going to get it. God said, now, which, which type of foolishness? What is this now? You go check the land out. God told him, in fact, I think God told him, go on, go on, check it out. They was like, you know, we want to go check, check out the land. All right, let me see. Let me see. Well, Moses sent them, verse uh, 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 Numbers 13, 17. When Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, go up through the Negev and into the hill country. See what kind of land it is, whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. 
What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? How is the soil? Well, Moses sent them. I don't see what the Lord said. I don't see what the Lord said. Anyway, they come back talking a particular brand of nonsense that God won't try to hear. You got to understand, there's a lot of stuff that God ain't trying to hear. God don't want to hear nothing other than what he said. I'm telling you now. If these spies had gone into the promised land and come back and said just what God said and didn't add their two cents, because see, that's what get us in trouble. They came back and they added their, their two cents. See, watch this. They went into the land, you know, and they said it does, in fact, go to uh, uh, 13 and 27. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But then verse 28, they, they two cents. They two cents. But the people who lived there. See, this wasn't about the people who lived there. See? It was about the land. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. Even We even saw the descendants of Anak there, the Amalekites living in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites living in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses. In other words, like, look, Caleb said, look, Caleb and Joshua said, look, you shut up. You done gone far enough. You done told us about the land. You done confirmed that it was a land. See, what, what, watch this now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God is dealing with me on this right now. Joshua and Caleb were men of a different spirit. In other words, they were in tune to what God said. So as long as they were hearing the report on the land that was in line with what God said, they were listening real good. As soon as these ten spies got off, and one of the saints that went left, went to a different part of the game, they immediately spoke up. See, my spirit is like that. I've been a whole lot of places listening to pastors or listening to TV, listening to, you know, preachers or whatever. And as long as they be in line with what I know God is saying, I'll be all right. But as immediately they start going, one of the saints say going left or getting off or getting into something, then all of a sudden my spirit will start speaking up. God will be like, Robert, that's nonsense right there. That's nonsense right there. You say, Apostle, what are you driving at? See, some of you all out there, you don't know enough of what God said to know when you're hearing the truth of God and when you're hearing nonsense. Some of you. And that's why it's so easy for a lot of these false prophets and false teachers in these last days to trick you up because you don't know what God said. When you don't know what God said, then you don't know when, some, when somebody's telling you something, something that's off. This is why Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. And a stranger, they will not follow. You got to be so knowledgeable of the word of God and the spirit of God so that when some craziness start coming forth, you can immediately be like, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, no, no. I don't care who you are, bishop. I don't care who you are, doctor, such and such. I don't care who you, call, who you claim to be. Joshua and Caleb, so look, then Joshua, then Caleb silenced the people before Moses. And said, we should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Joshua and Caleb said, look, let's get back to what God said. Y'all done gone, y'all done gone into, y'all done, but Joshua and Caleb said, look, y'all done gone into another doctrine, doctrine, different doctrine here, which is called false doctrine. 
God said we can. Joshua and Caleb said, "Look, that's all we working from. That's the only. That's the only. That's the only uh, place we working from. We can. But with God, we can. What are you saying? With God, we can't. Oh, what you saying is now all things are not possible to them that believe. Are you saying that that that, that all things you know with with, with all things are possible through Christ. You're saying all things are not possible. Uh-uh. Joshua McCabe and Silas said, shut this up. Shut this up. This is a different doctrine. This is a different doctrine. And see, so you've got to be knowledgeable enough and in tune enough with the Spirit of God so you can know when a different doctrine has been presented. Come on, let's close this. Let's close this. With or without God now? Because you keep fooling around with that false doctrine. See, now you're you, you, you going to find out what it's like to be without God. Because that doctrine is a without God doctrine. Any doctrine that is not what God has said, that's without God doctrine. That's false doctrine. You all hear me introduce every day on this show. You know, uh, teaching the word where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people. All sound doctrine. Let's keep this thing on what God said. Let's keep this thing right here on what God said. We can do all things through Jesus Christ with strength. With God, all things are possible. We are more than conquerors through Christ. We keep it on God. Keep it on God's head. Keep it on what God said. We don't need anything else, and God don't want anything else. Come on. All right. One year for each of the 40 days you explore the land, you will suffer for your sins. Well, just keep that in mind. Sin does not go without punishment. Whatever our sin is, whatever, you and I will suffer for our sin. But watch this. And But now here's the, here's the caveat. And you will know what it is like to have me against you. That kind of knowledge, Lord, I, I feel like I can do without. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you have been, you have been, you, you know what it's like to have God working against you. You just don't know that it's God working against you. Somebody, you, you can be too, and this is why God had to send his prophets. Because sometimes, some, some of y'all out there under the sound of my voice, your life is so tore up, your marriage is so messed up, so beat up, you've been working and operating with God working against you for so long, you wouldn't even know, you wouldn't even know what it was like with God working for you with God working with you. And that is the way the adversary likes to operate. He wants to get you so used to a state that you don't even know you don't even know that another state exists. So get you get you so used to some nonsense. Get you some so used to being beat by God you don't even know what it feels like not to be beat by God. Get you so used to being being cursed by God you don't even know what it feels like to be blessed by God. God said, now, God said, look, y'all have known what it was like to have me working with you, but you didn't appreciate that. Some of you all on the sound of my voice. I got good, good friends of mine. Didn't, they, didn't, didn't realize that God was working with you. God would want to bless you with that job. God would want to bless you with that health. God would want to bless you with them finances, bless you with all kind of stuff, and you just acted just like a, a fool. God said, all right, uh, God be like, Robert, I got him. I'd be like, Lord, no, I'd be like, uh-uh, let me shut him down. 
Let, it, let him feel a little bit of what it's like when I'm not working with him, when I'm not with you. See, because we, we can get complacent. We can get too, too used to the goodness of God. Oh, most of us don't give any thought to breathing air. Cause why? Because God said, I give it to you every day. God said, let me shut it off. Wouldn't take about a minute for everybody to be, be looking for something different. Wouldn't take but about a minute for everybody, unless you're a Navy SEAL or something. I hear some of them cats can hold their breath for about three, four minutes or whatever. In about one minute, every one of us will realize that we're we, we missing something that's very important. One minute. We don't think about air. Oh, we just breathe it all, breathe it all up the, the Lord's air. The Lord's air. You say, Apostle, what are you, what are you trying to get us to understand? With God, you can you begin to appreciate and have a revelation that He has been working for you, that He has been working with you, that He has been blessing you. That is Him. Your ability to even walk is Him. Your ability to even talk is Him. The food that comes is from Him. The air you is from Him. The sun shine every good and perfect gift. If it's a good and perfect gift, you ought to be thanking God for it. The clothes that's on your back. Don't you know some people ain't got no clothes? That's one of the things I found out in Nigeria. You know, you still got tribes of people running around, ain't got no clothes. No clothes, nowhere. Without God. Or without God. Now, we can... We can thank God and appreciate God when he's with us and when he's, you know, working for us and working on our behalf, or we can feel the sting of him without us or not working with us or not being with us. With or without God. Choice is yours now. Choice is yours. God's got a better way. I don't care where you at, where I'm at, what we're doing, what we're into, God's got a better way. Why? Because there's, 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 a, there's improvements that can be made in each of us. God's got a better way. I might have to preach that. Put that on down. God's got a better way. He's got a better way. God had a better plan for the Israelites. They didn't believe that, so they had to experience the worst plan. Some of you all understand my voice. God got a better plan for your life, but since you don't believe that, you got to experience the worst plan. Some of you all out there, God got a better plan for your marriage. God got a better plan for your church. God got a better plan for your finances, for your health, but since you don't believe that, you got to experience the worst plan. No, no, let us believe the better plan. Let us, let us strive and, and, and do all we can to, to get to the better plan that God has for us. No, Lord, I ain't trying to experience the worst plan. Lord, I ain't trying to find, I don't need to find out what it's like to, to have you working against me. What is that all about now? Every, every door I try to go in, God makes sure that one locked. Everything God, everything I'm trying to get, God makes sure I can't get that. Every, when God be working against you, God already know what you're trying to get. 
God already know what you're trying to do. God made sure that what you're trying to get, you can't get. You'll sit right there and watch everybody else around you get it, and you won't get none. That's part of the covenant covenant um, curses for disobedience. God lets you work real hard at a thing, let somebody else come in and enjoy it. God lets you make all kind of preparations for yourself, all kind of things. Somebody else come take it and run off with it. That, will, that is the cup. Deuteronomy chapter 28. You will see where God will start using the very forces of nature to whoop your hind part. God got everything at his disposal. Job you trying to get, God makes sure you don't get that. Wife you trying to get, God makes sure you don't get her. House you trying to move in, God makes sure somebody else get that. No, just make sure. No, uh, you don't want to believe. You God's like, oh, you don't want to believe me. You don't want to. You don't want to go for the better way. You want all right. Then God, what the car you trying to drive? God make sure somebody else drive that. Just make sure. God just make sure every, every little thing you be trying to do. God makes sure. Uh, uh-uh. uh, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> that ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna work. Grant you apply for somebody else get it. So we want to know. We don't want to find out what it's like to have God. What do you say? We don't want to find out what it's like to have God against us. No, we want to keep moving in what it's like to have God for us. Because if God be for us, then the question becomes who can be against us. See, when God is for us, somebody else will mess around and have a job. God will get them out of there and give it to us. When God is working for us, the same way when God is working against us, he'll start taking and dividing. When God is working for us, he'll start adding and multiplying. Got four things you can do in mathematics. Add, subtract, divide, and multiply. When God is working against us, you'll be seeing a lot of subtraction. You'll be seeing a lot of division. God will be breaking stuff up and taking stuff away. But when you start doing what God wants you to do, you start seeing a lot of addition, and then you start seeing supernatural multiplication. That's all the fish and the bread miracle was, it was supernatural multiplication. God took little fish, little bread, and stretched it out, multiplied it. So instead of one little fish, little bread, feeding one person, God said, I'm going to take little fish, little bread, and feed thousands of people. God working for you? You want the addition? You want the multiplication? Or you want God working against you? Subtraction and the division. With or without God. Capital E. Or without God. That's a choice. That's a choice. God ain't going to force you to bless you. Now, he might force you to curse you, but he ain't going to force you to bless you. If you want to be blessed, you can be blessed. But you got to do this thing God's way. And we will be blessed. In Jesus' name. Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify and exalt you. We appreciate you, Father, for who you are and what you've done in our midst. We, again, Father, ask for forgiveness of our sins and iniquities, which we have grievously committed against you. We pray, Father, that your word has convicted and converted sinners to date, that individuals have cried out what must they do to be saved, and, Father, you have let them to know that all they have to do is confess with their mouth and believe in their heart the Lord Jesus Christ, asking you, to come into their life through and by your spirit, make them a new creature in Christ Jesus our Lord, that they may walk in the newness and the abundance of life. You've told us in your word that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Father, we trust 
that someone under the sound of my voice today have been convicted and converted into your holy family. We also pray, Father, and, and count it done that someone under the sound of my voice today has received a revelation and insight and encouragement from you that will cause them to uh, remain in you uh, being for them and, and, and has revealed to some that you have been the one working on their behalf in, in order uh, that their blessings uh, and keeping their blessings flowing in their life. Father, we trust that you're going to do these things for us. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name, we pray. Amen and amen. With God, capital E, or without God, choice is yours. Saints, make your donations uh, through the church website or our talk shoe homepage. May God continue to bless you all and heaven smile on you. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.